everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Amy Weber Unleashed. Of course, I'm your host, Amy Weber. Hope everyone's doing good. We've got a good mental attitude. We've putting out some positive energy into this world. And speaking of positive energy, I have an incredible guest today, David Denby. Den D. Den D. Yes. Just like Wendy, but with a D. Or like Crocodile Dundee. Almost, yeah. Do you get that? I did. <laughs> I did when, when the movie came out. Absolutely. That became a nickname for a while. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So you have, a. I thought I had a lot of hyphens. You have some really interesting hyphens. So you are a preacher. Yes, I am. Preacher. Yeah. Uh, and what denomination? Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Okay. And then now you're also a stand-up comedian. I've you, done some stand-up you comedy. You've done some stand-up yeah. comedy. Yeah. And you're a speaker. Speaker, okay. yes. And you help businesses also? Try, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a little lean last couple of years, obviously. Okay. With COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But preaching's been good. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're in Las Vegas. <laughs> preaching is you, you no, I job get, security. I get asked, job security. Absolutely. People ask me, how can you be a pastor? Job security. Yeah. It's perfect. Did you always want to be a, a pastor, even as a kid? No. I thought I'd be a professional basketball player. You Did know, you really? For years. Okay. And then, then a professional tennis player. Okay. And then I thought I'd be an attorney. Wow, you and really then, took a side a swipe, yeah. <laughs> And then I took constitutional law in college. Okay. And I thought, oh, I would never want to do this. Mm-hmm. It just, it's the reading, the language, the, just the, oh, so tedious it seemed to me. Yeah. And then, of course, when I met attorneys in real life, they're like, oh, constitutional law has nothing to do with what we do as attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of everything in life. What yes. you learn doesn't necessarily, it's not applicable in <laughs> right. real life situations. Right. Right. So about my senior year in college, uh, you know, businesses are coming on in the, on the campus to say, hey, would you like to work for us? And I took a look at a few, you know, banking and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, and then God just spoke to me and said, hey, why don't you be a pastor? Wow. You know, you, you've, you've been in the church all your life. My grandfather was a, a pastor. Okay. And uh, so I grew up in the church, love the church. I mean, it's it's where I've always been on the weekends. Yeah. And so, hey, and then I had another, uh, a, a pastor that I was attending his church at the time. He said, you know, you got to really think about this and pray about it. And so I did. Yeah. And then I applied to seminary in Richmond, Virginia and got in and here we go. Amazing. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, okay, so when you're going to theology school. Right. Um, how are they teaching you? I, I'm so curious about this. How are you learning? The Bible is such an intense, amazing, right? Yes. Book. Yes, it is. How are you deciphering this? It's so long. Like I'll start to read, like I usually do devotions mm-hmm. in the morning because right. for me it's a little bit easier. And then I do a lot of things, but, um, and I was recently saved. I was baptized for the first time. Where? About two years ago in my jacuzzi. Nice. In my own jacuzzi. How about that? <laughs> other story. How many people were in it? Uh, just me. <laughs> just me. It was time. Yeah. Right. It was time. It just felt like I it was so interesting. I was showing a house to someone, uh, and he was actually a I don't know, he's all these videos about dog training. Um, but he was felt like he was called by God to, you know, go around and kind of help people and he wanted to create his own network that was right. really just 
family. And I produced two Christian movies. One won the Dove Award. And um, I've always had an amazing relationship with God. always had God in my heart, but had never actually been physically baptized. And I remember as a kid, I had a friend named Cher and she had said, I can baptize you. And I said, really? Okay, let's do this. So she spit on her hand and slapped (laughs) me in the face and (laughs) said, you're saved. And I thought... This doesn't feel right. <laughs> doesn't really feel right, but we're going to roll I've, with this. I've never used that tactic, but maybe I'll, I'll try it I sometime. I don't think you should. <laughs> Especially with COVID, I would not use that tactic right now. Um, so yeah, it was kind of time. But anyways, back to you. Uh, how does it, how do you even dive into something like the Bible? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great question. And I think, you know, as you just mentioned before, what we learn versus what's applicable is really find balance. Yeah. And I think seminaries, they are called, at least, at least the one I went to, you know, called to provide an education, you know, a master, you get a master's of divinity. Yes. But are you really learning how to run a church, mm-hmm. lead a church? And those are two different things yeah. altogether. And so the, 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 the approach was, let's go back to the original languages and so you learn Greek, okay. which the New Testament was written in Greek. And then you learn Hebrew, which the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then, you know, you got your New Testament studies, you have your Old Testament studies, and then you have theology and church history, pastoral care, preaching, you know, all these type of things. Okay. You know, to, and it's a three-year program. Wow. And, and you know a lot, you know a lot, you know, when you graduate, but it's as you've learned over the years, it's, it's a constant learning process. Yeah. And that's one thing. Like you get up there and it's like, you know, life is ever changing. Right. And you got to kind of figure out like, what do my people need to hear most of all? Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I love, I love serving the church. I love our size of our congregation. You know, we were having probably almost 400 people in worship okay. before COVID hit. Okay. And now we're in the probably 250. I think churches right now, the national average is about 40 to 60% yeah. of pre-pandemic, you know, numbers. Okay. And so it's been a struggle for everybody. Yeah. You know, but it's, um, the, you know, the, the, the Bible is the, the living word. It's always, although the print has not changed. Yeah. The Holy Spirit working, you know, in our lives, your heart, my heart. Yeah. You, you pick up on things you've never picked up on before. Yeah. You know, just like I was talking about Jesus as a 12-year-old. You know, he's in the temple. And uh, well, they're on vacation, not vacation. They've gone, the families travel from Nazareth down to Jerusalem for the Passover. Mary and Joseph, they go back home, and they're on their way back. They've traveled a day's journey, and all of a sudden they're like, where's Jesus? Oh, no. <laughs> It's home alone. Home alone, they left Jesus? That's right. Who leaves Jesus? Exactly. (laughs) So they come back. And I always thought they just came back and uh, and they found him in the temple. And he's like, I'm in my father's house, you know, da-da-da. But for whatever reason, I mean, it's been in the print this whole time. And how many times have I read it? But I never picked up on the fact they looked for him for three days. Wow. Three days. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I've lost my kids for five minutes. Yeah. I and think. I was a basket case. Right. But three days. I mean, crazy. Yeah. But he was in the father's house, you know, and, and the number three has, a, you know, 
lot of meaning there in the scriptures. So. Okay, that's, I see 333 constantly. Do we feel like, okay, because someone had said to me, I go, do you think God speaks to us in numbers? Is this? Sure. Anything, right? Yeah. yeah. God speaks to us in all sorts of ways. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so three, three days in the temple. Okay. He was in the grave for three days. You know, I mean, and then he was in his father's house. I mean, you know, it was just yeah, all sorts of. So how do you go from, from, because look, the way I was raised is very interesting. So um, my mother was a Southern Baptist, okay. which is pr- pretty strict, pretty interesting. And my father was raised Catholic. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great combination. He completely, <laughs> like, you know, this was the guy, you know, shoving cherry bombs down the toilet of the Catholic and, you know, climbing out the window. So, right. um, and just with more like with my grandmother's church, I know, you know, we would go, but it was a situation where if we didn't show up, they were on our doorstep the next day, like, where's our money? Right. Oh, where's the money? Where's the money for the, you know, right. the offering plate? And it just left, I think, such a bad taste. And I think a lot of people just don't, you know, I think they, they don't understand faith and they don't understand the church and community because I think a lot of people have a skewed idea. Like I had a skewed concept of sure. what church was. And so... um I don't know. I guess maybe you can shed some light on. Look, I mean, obviously, not all churches are, are like this. There, there's right. good and bad people. Right. There's going to be good and bad churches. You just have to find your people. You have to find your right. community because, right. look, at the end of the day, if you really think that we are in this by ourselves and we're just here alone, that's to me that's crazy. Crazier for someone to say like that there is. Um, Oh, there's a God, right? There's a God and he loves us and, and wants the best for us. It's like, you that's crazier than we're alone. We're just suddenly just doing right. this on our own. And, right. and so for me, you know, I talk about mindset and I talk about, you know, having a really positive outlook on life, no matter what. You can always find gratefulness in, in anything. Everything. In any moment in your life, you can find right. gratefulness. And I, for me, I feel like that's an energy. But I also feel like it's just also a connection to God just being grateful. I mean, just for the littlest things, like I can say like, I'm so grateful, but in reality I'm saying, I'm so grateful God that you've afforded me, right? These opportunities or that I'm able to change lives or that I have a roof over my head because I use the brain that you gave me. You know what I mean? There's so many things. So I don't know how, how do we get people to understand that there's so much more to religion than just Bible, like that faithfulness. Can you help me? That's a long answer. I it? know it is. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, just to piggyback on what you said, I think the church, we've not done the best job of, of sending out the message. Yeah. You know, because how many people have experienced what you experienced? Sure. I mean, how many times do I hear people saying, well, I don't like organized religion. I'm like, great, come to my church. We're the most disorganized <laughs> group out there. Right. <laughs> Come to our way. Yeah. But, and then also, well, the church only asks for money, always asking for money. When the reality is the church never asks for money. I mean, you go to the grocery store, what do they ask for at the end of the day? Yeah. Your money. You go to the doctor, what do they want? Before you even see the doctor, they want payment. Sure. You know, everyone wants money. Um, we, we take up an offering. Right. You know, um, I think it's a great privilege and pleasure to give my money back to God, yeah. back to the church. I think it's one of my greatest joys in life. But somehow, 
the church has gotten the message out. We want your money, mm-hmm. and that's all we care about. We've sent out the message of everything we're against. Right. Oh, you're against this? Oh, you're against that? You're against that, you know, versus what are we for? Yeah. I'm for life. I'm for love. I'm for great positive mindsets. I'm yeah. for Jesus. I'm for God working out great things in our life. I'm, great, I'm, I'm all for God's plans for my life, right. and, you know, for a future and a hope and all these type of things. So <clears throat> I spend a lot of time talking to people about what the church is not right, versus what the church is. Like sometimes people say, well, I don't believe in God. I'm, oh, okay, great. What kind of God do you not believe in? Right. Well, I don't believe in a God who just hammers people because they do something wrong. I don't believe in that God either. Me neither. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So I think we find out that we have a whole lot more in common in common yeah. than what we would initially think. Yeah. So. Which I think is important. Oh, look, I think it's so important to find that common ground because so many people are suffering and they don't know who to turn to. Right. And I just, I just wish that it wouldn't take people coming to that breaking point where they did have to get on their knees and say, please, God, help me. You know, because like there's so much more that your life can be just having that relationship. Um, right. And look, I went through chemotherapy by myself. It was me, myself, and God. Right. That was it. Right. Me on that bathroom floor and just, you know, saying, look, and not even saying, like, please save me. Please ha-. It was just thank you for giving me another 10 minutes. And right. Give, for giving me a body that has the ability to fight this. Right. Um, I feel like I'm still left to do so much in this world and on the path that you're putting me on. There's so many more paths that I want to walk. And so that that's what it was. Right. For me. Right. And I've given a 30 percent chance to live. I mean. And look at you now. Yeah. On the other side. I know with David. And you got two kids and all. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And they're incredible. I bet they are. They have so many questions about God. So many questions, and it's like I try so hard to answer them. Um, well, but let's, let's hook up, you know. <laughs> definitely, no, I know they they just they kind of want to understand, like, okay, the, between the dinosaurs and Adam and Eve and the timelines, like, right. And I right. I love their enthusiasm. Actually, this semester I'm going to teach world religion. Where? And I I homeschool. Fabulous. I homeschool. And I, I talk about this a lot. And I, I a lot of wars are created because people feel like it's my way or the highway with their religion. And I feel like if we could have a greater understanding that, like you said, that we actually have more um, things that are alike than different. Right. Um, might be a little bit of an easier place to get along with people. It might be. Yeah. I would hope it to be. So I don't necessarily know all of world religion. So the exciting thing about homeschool for me is that I get to learn alongside of them things that like I'll have brief little things about Judaism and Catholicism and Buddhism. And I want them to understand that, look, you can take bits and pieces from every single religion that help you. If it helps you become a better person for me, I'm all for it. Right. I don't, I don't care what denomination it is. Right. Right. It's just when you kind of with anything, it's like, um, you can have some cookies. If you eat a hundred cookies, you're probably going to throw up. It's like that with religion. You go a little bit too far off the other side. Not a good thing it, with any religion. Right. If someone right. is so religious that they're so judgmental, like I don't feel like I have a judgmental God at right. all. 
And so it's like, why are you judging me when my God doesn't judge me? Right. Like John Orlando was saying, you know, he cusses, you know, things that may he not. He does? I'm shocked by this. Yeah, this <laughs> get the soap, get the bar of soap, David, because we are going to get There's it. There's not enough soap in the world. <laughs> um, but look, okay, you know, uh, using foul language, is it the best, you know, modeling behavior for your children? Of course not. You know, does it slip out every now and then? Yes. Does this mean you're going to hell? No, to me, I don't think you're going to hell because right. you use bad language. Right. That's, that's, that's pretty extreme. That's extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's lots of studies that show that people who use foul language are really smart. So, right. <laughs> just, Check for just, me. <laughs> just dumb people go to heaven, I guess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so let's talk about this comedy thing. Did you feel like religion was just getting a little bit too uptight? How? What happened? <laughs> well, I, I grew up on Johnny Carson. I love Johnny Carson. I know it. And I was always amazed. He'd have not only him with his eight-minute monologue to begin the show, but the, the stand-up comics that he would have come on. Yeah. And I was always just fascinated with how can you just walk out there and make people laugh? Yeah. I mean, I just, I've just been, I think it's just phenomenal how people do that. And so I've watched it, studied it over the years. And I've always thought, I would love to just try that once just to see what it's like. And, and, um, and one particular Sunday a couple of years ago, like four people came out of church saying, you know, you ought to try, you ought to do stand-up comedy. Wow. I'm like, because I love, I mean, my mantra in life is laugh often and fear not. Yeah. You know, and I got bracelets that have laugh often, fear not on I them. I love and, that. And um, so I love to laugh. And the, and the benefits of laughter, I mean, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, community, yeah. mentally, I mean, it's just huge. I mean, we could spend hours talking about that. Yeah. But um, I thought, well, okay. And so I, I, I put some kind of, little comedy type things on my uh, Instagram page or whatever. And this guy liked him uh, named Matt Kazam. And I thought, who is Matt? I don't even know who this guy is. And kind of found it. He's a former headliner in stand-up comedy here in, here in Las Vegas. And he was offering a course uh, called the Entrepreneurial Comedy Stand-Up Challenge and taking entrepreneurs and teaching them stand-up. And to graduate, you had to do a, a routine at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Wow. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we did it, and on January 20th, 2020, uh, there I was in Caroline's Comedy Club, and just, uh, I've never been so nervous in my life. Yeah. I mean, my hands were just, you know, shaking. Yeah. And I thought, how am I going to ha- hold the microphone? Because <laughs> my hands <laughs> were shaking so uh-huh. much. But the thing I learned about it, which, which was a great lesson to learn, and that is, People in the audience, they're in the comedy club for a reason. They want to laugh. Yes. And when you're up there, they're rooting for you. Yeah, they are. They, they're, they, they're not sitting there, all right, make me laugh. You know, they're just like, bring it. Come yeah, on. Yeah. And, you know, the slightest thing you say, they're just, whoa, you know, laughing. And the energy in the room is just fabulous. And yeah. So there I was up for, I don't know, 16 minutes up on stage. Your set was 16 minutes? Yeah. That's a long set. It was a long set. But it was great. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. That's amazing. I mean, it was, just, it was fantastic. Was your family there to witness it? No, no, they weren't. I just, I was by myself. Yeah. But I had some friends. Okay. Some friends came out from New York, from D.C., everything. So it worked out well. It was great. And was your set religious-based? Did you base it off of anything? A few things. Okay. Some not so much. <laughs> okay. 
John, John was very disappointed I didn't drop the F-bomb in my set. I'm like, oh my John, I can't do it. He's yeah. like, you have to do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't. Are you just, have you never been someone that cussed or is that? That's a great question. There was a time in my life, I would say probably from high school till about age 35. Okay. Did not cuss at all. And you know what, you know what happened? I became prideful about not cussing. Mm. I look at me, I can control my tongue so well. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't cuss and I don't use phallic. And I, I, I don't use it on a regular basis, but every now and then it just, yep. uh, you know, comes out. Yep. And I think I just realized, you're being, why are you being so prideful about that? Yeah. You know, or about anything, really. Yeah. And so it was, a, it was a good lesson of just a little prideful, a little self-righteous. And I thought, you know what? We don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Cause I'm, not, I'm not a self-righteous type person. And I'm not a judgmental type person. I I was in the past. Okay. And it takes so much energy, so much negative energy. Yeah. Like for instance, it would be like, okay, I'm meeting you for mm-hmm. the first time. And this is way long time ago, 20, 30 years ago. Okay. Hmm. I wonder if I'll, if I'll accept and like Amy and I'll listen to you. And th- then I'll make some type of judgment. I'm like, okay. I like your, okay, mm, no, I don't like you. Right. You're in or you're out. Versus today, I'm going to love you. I'm going to like you. I'm going to hang with you. And and then, you know, what we find out about stuff about each other, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, why, I mean, that's not going to stop me from caring about you and loving on you and, yeah. you know, just being open and whatnot. And that takes a whole lot less energy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, just being happy, feeling love. The amount of energy compared to hate, regret, oh, resentment, jealousy, ego, right? right. It's right. exhausting. Exhausting. People think like, oh, it's so hard. But I'm like, look, you just have to start. Like for me, I'm like, start with, because I had, I had a whole, men- I've always been, I think, a really kind person. I remember my mom, obviously, I'm sure you know, I didn't have the best childhood growing up. Right. And that's fine. Look, I think I was put there for a reason because now I'm here. Right. And I'm here hopefully changing lives. You are. And so I had to walk that path and it was a very tough one. Um, but it's fine because I'm here and I'm stronger because of it. And I have more understanding about the human condition because of it. Um, but, you know, it's like I've really been working on myself so much just because I want to be that modeled behavior right. for not just my kids, but for everyone. Absolutely. And I say to them, it takes nothing to change someone's day. It's, you don't even have to buy them. I don't drink coffee, but you don't have to buy them anything in Starbucks. Just make eye contact and smile. Right. That's it. I was at a, uh, I was at a doctor's office the other day and I had to sign something. And the person behind the desk, she said, you have a great signature. Oh, it made my day. Yes. I mean, it's so little so little yeah you know it doesn't take much at all i think sometimes about a you know you buy a puzzle mm-hmm. a thousand piece puzzle and you see what it looks like on the outside of the box right. that's what it looks like and i think that's what some what happens is some people they're not going to accept us until we look like that puzzle mm-hmm. completed puzzle when the reality is you open the box and we're what we're In a, a thou- million pieces we're a thousand, thousand pieces, pieces. <laughs> and if you'll just Take, if you'll just accept me just one piece at a time. Yeah. Eventually, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see that completed puzzle. Yeah. 
but will you take me in just seeing me in a thousand pieces or just seeing part of my puzzle completed? Yeah. And will you help me complete the puzzle? And will you journey with me and walk with me as we put the pieces together? Yeah. And we might just make a beautiful puzzle together. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So when you get ready, so so how many, um, are they called sermons? Do you sermons? Call sermons, yeah. How many sermons do you do on Sundays? So we have two worship services, okay. 8.30 and 10.30, okay. traditional and contemporary. How do you choose what you're going to talk about? Does it? Do you know every week or do things happen in the world and you need to make some altercations? Try to plan, you know, six months out. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, okay. just like we're going to start in a couple of weeks. I, I've been wanting to do this forever. So I thought, okay, let's, let's do it this next year. You know, what are the 50 top Bible stories you need to know? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's take one at a time. It'll okay. take us for a year to complete it. But then by the end of the year, we'll know 50, all 50. Yeah. And there, you know, I like to preach in series, you know, like we just got done, um, Christmas through Christmas through the eyes of Joseph. Okay. And we just looked at five five weeks of just the Christmas story through through Joseph. Yeah. And it was fascinating. I learned so much from someone who never spoke a word in the Bible. He never said a word. Yeah. Mary kept talking all the time. <laughs> which which Mary? <laughs> which one? Mary number one. That's right. It wasn't the other Mary. That's so funny. Oh, I mean, it's not funny, but I just remember yeah. when I first started as an actress, you would get these sides and it'd just be like, you know, they'd be like, okay, so um, you can audition for like hot girl number one, hot girl number two, or like hot tub girl. I'm like, and I'm not doing any of those. So not to judge. Listen, God bless you, hot tub girl number two, <laughs> wherever you're at in this world. But it just wasn't my, I don't know. Right. It wasn't my thing. It was right. Like, it doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> It's not going to work out. So, oh my. Wow. That's incredible. But I mean, do you understand how many lives you're affecting by choosing this profession? Did you understand how powerful it was going to be? Never in a million years. But you know I now, mean, right? I probably just know a fraction. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you'll, you'll, you'll get an email or a letter from someone saying, hey, do you, do you remember when you said, I don't remember what I said. Right. But that, that phrase changed my life. Yeah. Or you pointing toward God or you, I mean, and it's just like, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the girl who said you have a nice, nice signature. Mm -hmm. You know, she just said it. Probably didn't think twice about it. Yeah. But yet the impact is there. You know, people from... Had one, uh, so this one children's sermon I do. I take a bucket, and it's empty. And then I have a big pitcher of water. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the bucket, this is you. You know, look, look inside. And we're empty. Yeah. And, and, and God comes in, you know, God's the water, comes into our, into our life, into our bucket. And he's going to be with us every step of the way. Yeah. And the kids are like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, but what would happen if the bucket turns upside down, would God pour out? And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, he won't. And yeah. so I grab the bucket by the handle, and I swing it around. Oh, my gosh, and the water stays. 
water stays in. Yeah. Because, you know, we know all yeah, about yeah, centrifugal force. Yes. And, you know, all that, but they're like, you, there's no water in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, see, it's still here, you know. And so I did that at a church, I don't know, 20-something years ago. Yeah. And then I get a text message one time from a girl who was there that day. As a child? Teenager. Okay. And says, hey, um, I got wrapped up in the porn industry. I've been sexually abused. And, you know, the only thing that held me together during those days was that sermon about the bucket. Wow. Yeah. And that God was always with me. Yeah. You can't, you can't put a price on that. I know I had a, I had a woman that reached out, um, who was ready to kill herself. She was ready. Yeah. And she said, I, you know, I have the pills and I'm ready to go. And then she goes, I just feel like I can't, I'm overwhelmed. I've so many, like I'm being pulled in so many different directions. She's like, and then I, I watched your show. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. And I'm like, you didn't stumble upon it, but right. Anyways, right. She watched it and she goes, I just, I see like you're real and you're able to do it. And you talk about like, you know, I'm not always perfect at it, but I'm still, I'm here. Right. I'm still standing and I'm still talking. And she's like, and I just realized like, if you can do it, I know I can do this. Right. I don't know this woman. And she's like, I don't want to die. I I don't want to leave my children motherless. And so again, I just started with the whole, okay, Every morning we're going to start, you have to at least find three things you're grateful for. And I want you to write those down. Yeah. What a great mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Write those down. And then, you know, if you start to feel bad during the day, again, just find something. Is it just this green on this leaf that you just never knew was possible? Right. right? In nature, find something that you can kind of hang on to. But that's just me, my little podcast here. You know, I can't imagine... Right. Well, no, it's not the little podcast. I mean, yeah, words matter, you know, and you never know, you never know who you're touching. Yeah, you know, in in a deep in a deep way. Yeah. You know? Do you find that people going through COVID have they come more toward religion, or are they kind of pushing against it? Yeah, that's a fascinating question because, like, let's take. Um, are you old enough for Desert Storm? Back 51, in the, so... Okay, all right. Yeah. We're, we're in the same ballpark. Yes. I'm, I'm 58. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Desert Storm takes place. What year was that? 1990, 91? Yeah, in the 90s, early 90s. Church attendance increased 20% mm. for six months. I mean, people just came out. 9-11. Oh, gosh, yeah. Church attendance increased big time. COVID? Church attendance decreased. Really? Yeah. Do you think people blame God for COVID? I haven't heard that. Yeah. I've pretty much heard just, it's just one of these things. Yeah. You know? So, so I think, you know, I think at least in our country, our country, you know, we're, we're turning more away from God, I think. Yeah. You know, as, as a mass culture, I mean, you've seen over the last 50 years, a change, a change in that direction. Right. So, and I think, you know, we, the church, we have got a huge responsibility to reshape the message message in a way that we're not about hellfire damnation. We're not about being judgmental. We're not after your money. Right. 
We want you to have life. And as Jesus said, life abundantly. Yes. You know, and that's what we're about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I even talk about, you know, people have, you know, vision boards and they talk about manifestation. People don't understand God is a part of that manifestation. Right. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, like you're trying to, you're being positive and it's like, you know, you get back what you put out into the world. And if you think that you're somehow alone in this and that God doesn't have a hand in it, I'm sorry, just from my personal experience, you're wrong. I would right. not be living right now if it wasn't for, you know, my God, because right. uh, I wouldn't have kids right now had it not been. Right. I know I've had my own infertility issues, which yeah. we can maybe talk about later. But um, and I think this is where we, we have we have fallen short as the church in that people are like, oh, I'm coming to church. I hope the building doesn't fall down. No, no, no. The church is filled with people who are hurting. Yeah have been abused, who are struggling, who are whacked out. I mean, yeah. you know, and if it, why are we sending out this message that, well, you have to be good before, to you, go to before you get here, you know, yeah. like I mean, how many times have I heard people say, well, when I get, when I get my life straight, then I'm going to come to church. And I say to them every time, then you're never going to come to church. Right. You're never going to get your life straight. My life's not straight. That's right. why I go to church. Right. <laughs> Not only that, but, you know, even through COVID, I've been super cautious because of cancer and, right. you know, vaccine, not vaccine. I'm fully boosted the whole thing, you know, whether people agree with it or not. It was just my personal choice because of my cancer and because my kids were premature and, and you know, I have my own reasons for it. Um, but, you know, I, it's like, I hadn't seen people. I hadn't seen people and I just didn't realize because I'm a bit of a loner and I'm okay. I love being alone. I'll go eat lunch by myself. That's just my personality. I'm a very strong person. But I saw people, we, they were celebrating the top, like, you know, 1% of realtors in the U S and I was part of this thing with my office. And wow. Congratulations. Th- thank you so much. I'm in it for all the right le- reasons. Listen, sure. my heart is so into it for people getting a home and right. what is home. You know, it's like, you know, your church is such a place of a sacred place where people can feel safe and they can be who right. they need and they need to say what they want to say. And you're not going to judge them for me. Like just a home is a place where like kids feel safe right. when you're sick. That's where you want to be. Absolutely. And I get to be a part of that. Right. And that's just like, it's so emotionally overwhelming when I think about the fact that I am a part of this in someone's life. Right. Right. It's incredible. But it's like, you know, I saw these people and I thought, I didn't realize how much I missed that camaraderie. And I know sometimes like that's where right. church can also kind of be a really cool thing that, you know, you've just got people that are all there, different walks of life, different, you know, they're in different places in their life, but they all just kind of are there because they want to be a part of something that's greater than themselves. Exactly. And just knowing what- that common bond, like, the energy, I don't know, the feeling, just even just to go have a meal with these people, it made me feel like I was at church in right. a lot of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the church is the, you know, is the people. Yeah. It's not the building. Nope. You know, it's the people. Yeah. So, and you're, you're an awesome one. Thank you. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm on a path and I'm excited and I know this is exactly where God wants me to be. And I know people don't realize that I'm as religious as I am, right? Um, but I am, and I, I hold God very dear to me. Really. We have a, you have a wonderful platform and God's using you. What more can you ask? 
I know. Thank you so much. It has just been such a delight. Oh, I mean, we could talk about so many things. I mean, I have so many questions about Adam and he, I mean, there's just so many questions that I have that I'm interested in, but you know, most importantly, I mean, look for me, the Bible, I think is a blueprint into saying, look, here's stories. And this is a way for you to basically have, you know, a guideline mm -hmm. to, you know, be the best version of yourself. And here's stories of things that maybe went right and went wrong, right? There's stories. Absolutely. And we're meant to kind of just like, I don't necessarily want to go to, you know, read a book that says 10 steps to becoming a better person. I want to actually hear a story that has a message within that story. Right. And to me, that's pretty much what the Bible is. It's just up to the messenger of the stories to right. engage those people. Exactly. Engage. That's the great, that's a great verb. You know, how do we get people engaged yeah. versus just, you know, just out no, there floating around? Definitely. All right, guys, you definitely check out uh, David if you haven't. Um, and it's been enlightening. Oh, I love it. This has been fantastic. I know. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank big, you for big, sharing. Big honor for me. Thank you. The honor is all mine, definitely. I, I love having an open-minded, you know, preacher that is able to look. I mean, I'm not like some... I've had my in moments, not hot tub num number two. That didn't ever happen, but um, <laughs> had my moments. But look, at the end of the day, we're all just people and we all just want to um, know that we have a purpose and we belong and um, that we're not in this, you know, we're all in it together. We are. And we all have a purpose and we all belong. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you again for watching another amazing episode. I'm so blessed and thrilled that I get to have the best guests on my show. And um, just remember, you are not alone. And even if you're having some trying times, just remember that um, there is someone out there that loves you. I love you. I love you for listening. I love you for hearing my messages. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm affecting someone out there uh, today through this show and through my future podcast. So... With that, have a wonderful 2022. I'm here if you need anything, and you're always in my heart.